welcome to the Prem de la Prem podcast. It's me, your BDR league champion and projected SDM mid-table reject Tudor. First day is draft day and well technically it's night. Uh, we are here to have the annual what to do with the draft chat and give you all the advice and let we then promptly ignore uh, when that draft talk starts ticking. Uh, in this episode, on top of all the draft trap around when and where strategies and the inevitable post-draft depression, or PDDD, post-draft depression disorder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first time live draft hangout. Uh, we'll be taking a look at any new transfers and whether or not they'll make it into the game for draft night. We're going to give you a little lowdown on the AGM, what groundbreaking and revolutionary decisions and ideas that came about from three drunk guys and one hungover, whatever Pedro is, uh, taking about with meeting settings on Skype, which you're all just part of. You're just in the conference room. Lovely time. Uh, <laughs> joining me to go through all of this pre-season excitement, we have, as always, our illustrious and visionary Commissioner Della. A P-D-D-D. Was that enough Ds? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, P-D-D-D. veteran. Veteran P-D-D-D. Yeah. <laughs> A man who's so XG, I can barely keep my hands to myself. It's Rob. Even chaps, yeah, I've still got that D D D D D D D from last season. It takes <laughs> take a while to over. Uh, I nearly made several inappropriate jokes about his daughter in the intro. <laughs> it's everyone's favourite farmer since Jeremy Clarkson. We've got Barney. Hi guys, did you watch Clarkson's farm? You've seen it all, yeah. I've watched most of it. I have. It's it's very good. Top it's not gig. bad. I mean, it's obviously Clarkson being an idiot, but uh, it's part of it that does actually show how hard what we do actually is. But yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. All right, mate. Go for your fucking soapbox. Uh, violin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my violin. Do, <laughs> do you have a Lamborghini tractor, Barney? No, I don't. It's a stupid right. idea. John Deere all the way. Uh, Honestly, it's the worst idea ever. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> God, the man, the myth. The podcast guest of the 2020-21 season, JB. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I managed to bring something to last season because it certainly <laughs> wasn't with my team, was it? So, uh, yeah. Whatever. You were the star of the draft, but I'm sure we'll get <laughs> to that. To be fair, I've won a surprising amount of awards through having achieved nothing as well. <laughs> <laughs> I should just point out, I have got the wooden spoon, but the dog has chewed most of it, so <laughs> it's like, Brilliant. I, I hope I didn't have to pass this Perfect. on. Oh, I love that. I love that. And obviously somewhere out there, finger in a 3.5 mil jack socket in an effort to entirely become one with the machine, we have our very own podcast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll just get straight into it, lads. Uh, we'll start with the transfer update and he's... To XG for his shirt. To XG for his shirt. So XG it hurts. And I've also heard he's deeply, deeply about the transfers made. Do, do. I don't know enough words. Uh, we've got Rob to take us through uh, the new transfers that have come in since we last spoke about them and what's coming up. Christ, well, I mean, no pressure following that intro, right? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry, Rob. I, my bars are set pretty low for you. So. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just wishing I'd spent more than about three minutes writing this, but uh, <laughs> there we are. Um, but yeah, so a, a few transfer bits to catch up on, really. I've, I've kind of chunked it up into what we think sort of transfers that are known or probably definitely maybe going to happen. A few kind of bits to mop up from the last couple of weeks that people may have missed. Some filthy rumours and then a bit of wild speculation um, as to what happens next. Perfect. Start with the uh, incoming transfers. Um, Probably got to start with this guy called Lukaku. Not sure he's heard of him. Tuna loves him. Lapuki. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The, the, you know, ex-West Bromwich Albion striker Romelu Lukaku. um, (laughs) Probably going to go in the first round of the draft. Or is he? I don't think he's going to make it now. That is the big one, right? I mean, normally first round nailed on, right? In I don't, I don't think, one? I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it in in time. 
I think are probably right, which makes for a juicy, juicy first first week of waivers when that comes around. Yeah, that's filthy. Oh, God, yeah, I, I really wanted to make the draft because I just oh, I, if it if it gets announced like first thing in the morning, they might just put him on maybe, but I it, it, I it normally takes a couple of days. Yeah. So I reckon that he's not going to make the draft, and he'll be in the, he'll be in the first week of waivers, which is fucking Ooh. nuts. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I will come back to that sort of uh, options for picking up the Kaku on first week of waivers. If um, he is in the draft, though, he's definitely he will one hundred percent go in the first round. He'll go in the first five picks probably. I say, I say, is is he in contention for number one? Do you reckon? With no, the, dog shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> What will happen is somebody will go for him and then every club he's been at will remember why you then want to get rid of him later in the season. There's no coincidence he's he's been around so much. People find him out. Yeah, see, Jamie knows. knows. Evidently, his his 25 goals a season just just gets found out, doesn't it? Yeah. most of those come against uh, what, what do we say he's a flat track bully if he's out injured for a couple of those games then that's like 20 of the goals gone isn't it I reckon we're going to be slightly more agile when Emil Heskey <laughs> so, what we're saying, so, so what we're saying Jamie what you're saying is he's still below Alisson on your draft list <laughs> yes <laughs> well so from from one Roughly hundred million pound man to another hundred million pound man. Grealish gone to City. It's been brewing for a couple of weeks, isn't it? But he's finally gone. Um, I'm really interested to know what that means for his draft slot, which I think drops. Does it drop the stock of kind of other Man City players around him? Maybe because all of a sudden there's a bit more competition, and maybe the players at Villa as well. Is, is there anyone in fantasy who's actually pleased Grealish has gone to City? I, I don't think there is. It's a nightmare all round. I th- he went in the I've done I've done one draft already in a different fancy foot group and I think he went he definitely went at least in the third round. It might have been the second. I don't think it actually changes his position or value at all because like yeah, okay, he's gonna play less, but he's in such a ridiculous team that you think that he's gonna score probably more points when he is on the pitch than what he was. So actually he, he probably goes up and then down and then ends up exactly where he was, I reckon. I've, I've got a, a sort of hot take for you, which is Grealish is, is more valuable in draft than he is in Classic League. His draft's about winning week to week, right? And Grealish yeah. is more likely to sort of win a, you know, have a 14-point week, but you cannot count him every single week. So yeah. Classic is a bit of a nightmare, but in draft... Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty pretty decent take. Do you think you'll feature more in the uh, better in the pep roulette side of things than some of the other city? Um, no, you, you don't think that he'll be just as involved in it. You think he'll still yeah, be hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, he's a left winger. Their other left winger is Sterling for fuck's yeah, sake. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Foden. Well, so I, yeah. I, I would say he like wasn't wasn't Grealish injured for most of the Euros, so that's why he wasn't like not nah. injured, injured, but he carries a niggle, and he's always seemingly carrying a niggle. So. It's not like he's a bolter. He's going to be playing week in, week out just because he can't. And when he did, he broke for Villa. He's always got a niggle because he's always getting chopped down. That's, yeah. kind, of, that's kind of his <laughs> he angle. Is isn't tackle. He won the most free kicks in the Premier League last season. Yeah, by, by like twice as many as everyone else. Um, <laughs> that haircut, though, wouldn't you? I mean, it's, it's, it's what he goes for. It's, it's a style he's cultivated. Although, have you seen? He's basically lopped it all off. He's basically cut it all off, yeah. Well, Pep, Pep said that, Ben, clearly. He's like, look, I don't want people kicking you as much because of our haircut and Alice Batten, so you need to get a, a sensible haircut. I'm going to put <laughs> it down here now. It's like Argentina though. in the 1960s and 70s, isn't it? Go on, Jamie. I'm going to put it down here now. Grealish is going to be a flop. And I'm going to say that because it's the first pod, so if I'm wrong, it'll get forgotten about. But if I'm <laughs> right and he's a £100 million flop, I can say, go back. It's videoed. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry the best of the best of pod 21 22 will pick it up i'm sure <laughs> i'm probably going to go for him in the first round but um <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a, i mean i, I know you, you've kind of listed it elsewhere but i think it's probably a good thing, like point to talk about villa in general isn't it rob yeah they so, so they, they they've um uh, I don't know if anyone watched the video that the, the chief exec posted on Insta or, or uh, Twitter where he's basically explaining the rationale for selling Grealish and he signed a new contract last summer 
put in a, a release clause of 100 million and Villa have basically been, been, been planning for his departure for about a month or so. And they said that they didn't want to replace Grealish with one player because they couldn't. They wanted to replace him with three. So with the Grealish money, they've already bought uh, Buendia for 30, uh, defensively include Adams or not, 35 million or so from, from Norwich. Um, they've bought Leon Bailey from Leverkusen for again about another 30 million. And then they snapped up Danny Ings this uh, in the last week or so for 25 million. So it, interesting to see what Villa do because Villa have spent pretty heavily in the last few years. Um, and they've essentially just spent Grealish money this summer. They haven't actually really spent above that. But Villa have now got a pretty tasty front line. You've got Bailey, Ings, Watkins, Buendia. You've got Bertrand Traore there from last year. Um, you quite fancy all of those Villa players. Yeah, even the backups are decent players now. Yeah. I think well, they, to be honest, if they if they can't, if they couldn't have planned well for the Grealish transfer, then no one can plan well for any transfer because he's been on the verge of leaving for four or five years, isn't he? So, yeah. But they, but you know, they've done well. I mean, Leon Bailey is. I don't know whether his form will translate, but he's brilliant. Like he's a very very good player. He had more um, players beaten assists goals than Grealish did last year. I know it's it's the German league, so it's, it's it's very different. But he's a really really good player, really good player. This this is why you're in the creme de la creme, and I'm in the league of their league. I've not heard of him before. You've got all the stats down. I'm I'm going to make a note of this and snap him up in my draft. But yeah, I mean, it, one point he does make is that what the fuck are we going to do with Ollie Watkins? No idea. If you read all the news, he's going to be put out on the left wing. Which is fine, right? But out on the left wing, you've also got Leon Bailey or Bertram Traore or, you know, Buendia's kind of got a fit in there as well. I'm really interested to see what Villa do. I'm not sure Villa are going to go two up front uh, with both Watkins and and Ings, or if they're going to stick with kind of a a three behind a one, but serious depth. Maybe, but they. I've moved Ollie Watkins up and down my draft list over the last three days since the Ings transfer, and I put him back sort of where he was because Danny Ings will be injured pretty soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it that, happens. Yeah. I mean, even if even if he doesn't, he don't, they don't, you can't play him for more than two games in a row, and then he needs a two game rest. So Ollie Watkins is gonna see plenty of uh, time up front, I think, this season. But maybe maybe points slightly less. Go on, move on. Yeah, so um, so that that's a Grealish, and we'll kind of talk about a few other sort of domino effects as kind of where where, where else Villa might spend the money or or what else I'm interested in later on. Um, Rafael Varane has been at Man United for about four weeks now, but still isn't quite <laughs> yet at Man United. Um, it's good that Man United have uh, signed back up uh, to Victor Lindelof. That's good depth for them. <laughs> um, presumably he'll maybe start um, probably alongside the slab uh, when he when he finally um, joins up. Um, he's not in the game either yet. Um, so he's going to be a pretty tasty waiver target pretty soon, you would yeah. think. Um, yeah. Another pricey centre-back to confirm this week is Christian Romero, gone from Atalanta to Spurs for somewhere between 40 and 50 million, depending on how you calculate the add-ons. Overspend. Preach. Is it ever right? <laughs> But having said that, it's it, it's the sort of Alderweireld replacement that they've probably been needing for a couple of seasons without having to let Alderweireld go on free. Um, a, a Nuno defence, though, tends to be pretty tight, right? Like Wolves defenders last couple of seasons have been been decent. Yeah, you sort of wonder if he might be um, he might be quite good value in in uh, in a fantasy this season. Um, and a couple of other bits in the last uh, week or so, I've mentioned Leon Bailey. Um, Joachim Anderson went to Palace for about 25 million out of Fulham. Um, he was good in the Premier League last season. There's a few others sniffing around him. Who knows what a Patrick Vieira defence at Fulham looks like, but he's probably either a late round flyer or potential sort of early waiver target. He's obviously going to start for, for Palace. Um, Joe Willock seem, seems to be going to, to Newcastle for about 25 million or so. Um, seven and seven in the last season. Um, he's probably the second Newcastle player drafted, I'd guess, after Callum Wilson. I can't think yeah. of any other who are even draftable. Maybe Sam Maxwell. Dubravka, sometimes he's good for the goalkeeper's good value. That's a good shout. Yeah, given us eight eight teams, you've got to. Uh, yeah. um, so Maxwell will go as well because he's a forward this year. That's probably a good shout as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that. Um, and then finally, talking about domino effects, uh, Adam Armstrong has gone from Blackburn to Saints for some of the region of 20 million. Um, some stats for you, 29 goals in the championship last season. Uh, second uh, behind Ivan Toni. Um, I'd say he is probably draftable right at the kind of back end. Um, yeah. Definitely one of your watch list. If not, probably yeah. going to play alongside Che Adams, I would guess. Um, yeah, he, he was really good in the championship. Um, so yeah, that's a, a good a good forward again to add to the list. Um, or, or what one we should also probably mention: uh, Brentford have just signed a striker uh, called Johan Visa from Lorient for nine million. Um, he's from Congo. Um, I don't know if we've got Niall on the line as our kind of <laughs> yeah. football expert to give us the lowdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, if it's half as good as Yannick Bellassi was seven years ago, it would probably be draftable. What is Yannick Bellassi doing uh, this weekend, Julian? He's a free agent, actually. Everton have released him. He's without a team currently. <laughs> I think that is what the kids call a callback, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, a couple of other filthy rumours to kind of pick over. Um, Madison's pretty heavily linked to Arsenal. Um, I must say, if he went to Arsenal, I think that'd be great. It'd be great to see a kind of player leaving a leaving a leaving a top six club, dropping down a level to, to kind of a you know, fallen giant, tr- trying to sort of resurrect them. He's only going for the money, isn't he, really, at that yeah. point? Um, yeah, but yeah, he, he's linked to Arsenal. Trippier, he's still... Can't see, it. You know, Can't see it. They're all excited about Diego Dallo now, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, I mean, if, if Madison did go to Arsenal, it'd be great signing for Arsenal. Um, amazing, yeah. He'd probably sort of, you know, replace... Well, all of them, right? They play alongside Saka <laughs> yeah. and Smith Rowe, and you can yeah. finally get rid of like the absolute filler like uh, Willian. Sabios. Is he got the there? Probably not there anymore, is he? I don't know. Yeah, probably Shit. back on loan to Belgium or something, yeah. Um, mm. Cut a lot of rumours going around. Uh, Anthony Martial talked about leaving Man United. Um, they've uh, obviously got promising youngster Jesse Lingard to fit back into their plan. <laughs> um, so I'm not, not sure if there's room for sort of Lingard and Greenwood and. Martial and Sancho and all the rest of them in there. So something's probably got to give at Man United. Um, Martial could be the one on the way out. Um, and then I, last season, before the start, the, uh, before the start of the season, I kind of picked over a few players to watch in in the Championship. So at, at this stage last season, there was still kind of Watkins, Ben Rama. Uh, Whatever, Rob, you're not our Championship correspondent anymore. <laughs> well, I was going to say there's basically nothing left. Um, they've all we've gone. Barney, uh, we've um, got Bungle, mate. You, you don't even pretend like you looked at the championship yeah. table once last year. I know how it works. I've been through it, mate. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But I just yeah, I, I went on to kind of transfer marks earlier. Championship filter by value. You know, I, I've done my homework for this. Um, there's absolutely nothing left of any note for fantasy. Uh, there's a few defensive midfielders, but no one drafts them. Um, the only one who's also rumoured around uh, to be transferring potentially is Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, might leave Sheffield United. He'd probably start at. Ooh, uh, could he? Um, most could he be the relegated? Clubs in the Premier League, so he'd could probably he be relegated wants... for the third season in a row. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I say if, if he goes to, I don't know. Yeah, who's, who's your kind of relegation favourite this season? Watford, I guess. Maybe he goes to Watford and yeah, just like um, three consecutive relegation. I think you'd retire at that point, wouldn't you? Abraham um, <clears throat> is obviously off the cards now. Went to Roma. Is he he's going to Roma? Yeah, yeah. So. it's yeah. like all but confirmed. Well, he, he's one of those kind of domino pieces, right? On the back of Lukaku joining, yeah. it's kind of something you've got to give at Chelsea. Probably Abraham Giroud's gone already to Milan, I think, in the summer, didn't he? Um, so yeah, he's probably going. I, there's other other teams in from there apparently. Arsenal sniffing around him. Chelsea, which, if he went not Arsenal, wanting to go to Premier League, they want him out. Yeah, I, and it's always that kind of tricky balance, isn't it? Kind of club wants this, player wants that. Um, yeah. I mean, if he did go to Arsenal, you talk about domino effect. Christ, what does that then mean for Aubameyang and Lacazette? You mean you, you, your draft strategy could be in bits two weeks into the season. <laughs> um, nah. but yes, he's, he's another one. Um, and then the Grealish sort of side effect, not so much from Villa perspective, but for Man City. Um, Pep said in a press conference the other day, there's three or four potential want to leave. Um, I don't know who they are. You, you've got Sterling, Foden, Mares, Grealish, De Bruyne, Torres, Gundogan, so they're all kind of you know in that kind of midfield attacking false nine place. Surely they can't keep them all. Um, no. Yeah, not sure where Bernardo goes, but you would feel there's probably Exodus from City. So I think 
draft wise, it, it, you, you've got to tread carefully onto the city midfielders, don't you? Um, you do. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then again, you sort of wonder, you know, is that all part of the grand plan to get Kane? If you offered them on, if you offered Spurs, Bernardo and Jesus, and a why would like Bernardo Ash? and Jesus go to Spurs? They're in the Panorama <laughs> European Conference League this season. <laughs> Very good point. Do any of them want to go to Spurs? Yeah, they have to assign um, Romero, who you rate highly, Andy, based on the yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's signed a centre back, so you know. Oh, Spurs were actually cool. linked with um, Lautaro Martinez, weren't they? Yeah, which is another kind of weird one, Inter, right? Because yeah, yeah. at that point, you've lost basically strikers for probably 100, you know, 80 million euros or something. What, what the hell are Inter doing? They, they won the league last season. Inter trying desperately not to be Barcelona <laughs> and bankrupting themselves entirely. Yeah, well, whatever. Let's let's not mention anything to do with Barcelona, shall we? No. <laughs> Cut all the bits to then sort of speculate on um, the whole Messi fallout. If Messi going to PSG for obviously a you know a million million quid a week or whatever, um, how do PSG kind of afford that? Have they got to offload someone? Icardi's been rumoured to the Premier League for a few seasons. Maybe someone sort of goes in for him. I think that I think um, I, I think what it's fair to say though is that no new transfers are going to come in pre-draft. So probably not. No. You know, when they're not going to get in and then be on the system in time for the draft. So we can sort of, um, and obviously, <clears throat> um. Once the draft is finished, any new we go back to the normal rules. So any new player added to the game is locked for 24 hours. So because of what, because I do the draft 24 hours before the first deadline, no one who's added after the draft can be added in free agency before the first game week. Yes, there is methods to all my madness. Um, so you, yes, anybody who gets added to the game after the draft is um, will be a week one waiver candidate. Which brings me on to, shall we talk about tanking? Sure, go for it. Anyone going to tank for Lukaku in week one? And if so, I really want to know, how would you tank in week one? Well, first of all, it's against the rules, not docu points. So, um, How many it. points? Um, <laughs> depend, depends who you are, Pedro. For you, six. Um... And, and, and look, look. If anybody is thinking of doing it, do you think it's any easier to try if you've picked your an actual like proper draft team to to? Do you think it's going to be actually any easier to try and get the lowest score out of eight people than it is to get the highest score out of eight people? I mean, well, do you know what? I, I was thinking about this earlier. As to, I don't actually know how you tank a draft unless you tanked your entire draft, which just to get the cocky. <laughs> exactly. You better throw away your entire season. You and can then, end up with the Norwich starting eleven. Yeah, and I was going to say pick the entire Norwich team. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then of course that, that's the week that Norwich win two 0 and you've got yeah, five exactly. Yeah, trick, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't actually know how you would, but there's some spawny fucker out there who's going to get Lukaku on waivers. But and let, put it this way, I don't, I wouldn't be confident in trying to get the lowest score of eight people <laughs> in a game week, and then you end up with Adam Armstrong. You know, instead of instead of Romelu Lukaku, uh, but yeah. maybe Chichuti you'd want Armstrong over Lukaku anyway. I don't know. I mean, is, is he is he the biggest post draft waivers pickup there's been in the last three or four years? I mean, everyone was clamouring over Bale last season, but I mean, well, Bale... two two years ago, um, well, for the last two years, the transfer deadline has been before the the um, waivers. The, 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 if you go back, not oh. last year, but the season before, Fernandez came in in January and was picked yeah. up on waivers. Um, that was the biggest one that we've had really. I mean, Bale last season was he was post draft, wasn't he? I'm sure he was. Uh, he came in in January, I thought. Yes. Oh, was he January as well? No, I think it wasn't January. I think it was like, anyway. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's probably the, the name of the game is we've talked about everyone who's probably going to have a chance of being in because any new, like I said, any new rumours now they won't get signed in and on the game before the draft. So no, but there, there is, as I said, as I mentioned, that there's a. There's probably a load of big money still swilling around in a few clubs. There's potential for a couple of... Well, you know, they've got 20 days. There's still 20 days of transfer market left. So, you know, Lukaku is probably not going to be the last big signing through the door in the Premier League before the end of August. So, you know, you could, if you're doing really badly, pick up Lukaku and then pick up, like, Icardi and then pick up, you know... If you you, you lose for the first five weeks of the season, you, you could be in a pretty good position. 
Rob, that was in depth and amazing. Thank you very much. Perfect. It took three minutes to write it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Della, we had an AGM on Saturday, Sunday? Saturday. A virtual run, not in person due to Wankavirus 19, but why not run us through (laughs) some of the decisions and repercussions from Saturday night's affair? Yeah, thanks. Um, Well, there was much nudity. Obviously, I got my dick out almost immediately. And now, guys. Yeah, we talked about quite a few, um, quite a few things, and drank a few beers and gins and and what have you. Um, first of all, we get. Uh, I think you've seen on the group. If you haven't seen on the group, well, I've done a, a Google Meet for the for the draft. So if you fancy getting on the camera during the draft, um, you can. Don't have to. It's just going to be. Advanced. I think we're going to record the audio from it if we can to try and drop a few nuggets if there are any. If it's if it's not just um, if it's not just Cully drinking loads of beer and being rowdy, which is <laughs> you know, also a possibility. Um, we talked about promotion relegation again. Um, I've still not put it to bed that two up, two down is the best way to go. Um, we're leaving it as it is at the minute. Um, we'll we'll kind of revisit it. I just like the Jeopardy. I just really like the Jeopardy. But you know, we'll, we'll leave it as it is at the minute, and, and we'll relook we'll at it. Um, I'm looking to develop a CDP app. <laughs> if there's anyone out there, crowdfunding. <laughs> if there's anyone out there who can um, pimp their skills out to me to, to create a to CDP app, um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, this year the cup will be redrawn video style like it was for the first couple of years so instead of having the bracket where you can see everyone play each week um, like in each round we're going to just do a a redraw um, each time and um, what we're going to do with the cup this year there'll be eight groups as there were last year but I'm going to force it so that there's one person from each league in each group so you which so you you won't play someone from from your league in your group like last year i think i had two people from the top league in my group and one from another league so it's going to be you're playing three different people in three different leagues to make it a bit more um make it a bit different a bit more different perfect uh what else have we got <clears throat> we talked about um socials obviously this year we in two years ago or wherever the hell it was now seems like a bloody lifetime ago we had um a couple of meetups up in london during the season and they were a blast um we're gonna we're gonna um sort of reignite those i picked three dates now i think fourth of december maybe is it the last weekend in february the first weekend in march and then the last weekend of the season um just going to pick those three, organise a place to go. The first two will just be probably a sports bar somewhere in um, in London, if that's if that's the deal. We'll have to see how it's going, or, or somewhere down in Worthing, um, probably up in London. Um, and we'll get together and have a few beers. Um, it'd be nice. It's been a while, but they were cracking laugh the last time. So um, hopefully, if the world returns to normal, if the world returns to normal, we can get back to do that again. <laughs> um, the other thing we talked about is. There's eight of us this season are going to trial a new fantasy league on a different platform. It's called Fantrax. Um, for those of you who don't play fantasy sports a lot, the Premier League website is a lazy afterthought, <laughs> essentially, um, for fantasy football online. Um, I play a lot of American sport fantasy uh, games and they are just, it's so better the way you can customise stuff, you can any any setting you can possibly think of can be changed there's like a million different scoring categories instead of just did he score did he assist you know um i have got an eye on potentially moving the league over to something like that in the future um because it is a better experience i know that people don't like change um so (laughs) we're (laughs) There's eight of us are going to try it this year, and through the league, through the year, we'll give you updates on how it's going, and and then we'll sort of canvas the opinion to see what people think. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. And um, trust. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, like they are a better experience, but I know that people on here have played fantasy football on the Premier League website for 10 years or whatever, that they used to get in five five points for a goal for a midfielder and you know um they would look slightly down their nose at people getting um points for a key pass or a block shot or something but you know there's there is way more to football than just scoring a goal the final pass for an assist and keeping a clean sheet and like it's, these yeah, other it's something that we've always complained about in like the fantasy games is how really good players like Bernardo Silva or Fabinho or Whoever else, who are genuinely great players in the Premiership, don't get many points in a game because they don't do stuff. Mm-hmm. But if they're cumulatively being the better player on the pitch in fan tracks, in theory they'll get more points than your. Yeah, it's team. like players like Ngolo Kante, right? We all know that he's one of the best players in the league, but you're never going to pick him up in in in, in, in our draft. Um, because he's not going to get you any points. But he's a fucking brilliant player. So we'll keep you we'll keep you up sort of intermittently update about how that's going but um yeah just a, a little iron in the fire there i think it's probably it Judah. okay it's nice to hear because i picked my team on the basis i was doing that trial last year i have right. lots of <laughs> players who were quite good but scored is it because you is it because you knew i'd put 50 points for allison scoring a goal like? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was but I'm, I'm intrigued to hear more about this app as well I just think it would be really I just think it would be really cool to have instead of having to dig out the newsletter from your emails every um time oh, yeah. you want to see what the leagues are, just sort of open up the app and you've got the league tables and maybe you've got the next fixtures and you've got like some stats for people or whatever and um that you know, who's got the most goals assists or any of that. I don't know whether it's gonna take a long time <laughs> because I'm gonna try and teach probably try and teach myself how to do it from scratch, but <laughs> Um, I, I thought it might be quite cool so yeah just we'll watch this space we'll see how it goes nice wicked all right well and that gets us on to the uh hot topic of the evening the draft uh and we're recording this tuesday evening so it'll be released on wednesday and the draft is on thursday Della. when where what draft yeah, the draft starts in all leagues at 8 30 um on thursday night You'll get 120 seconds to two minutes per pick. I cannot set it any longer than that. You sh- it should be less. Fuck them. I'd... <laughs> I've done ones on 60 seconds before. And it's fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, like I say, we've got a, a Google Meet link if you want to hang out on the video and have some have some bants. Um, and, and, yeah, that the, the Google link thing, I think I'll set it to open at eight or so, but... Um, yeah, well, well, it lasts. We think it lasts an hour, but we we. No, we're not on my because of my G Suite thing. I think it's um. I think I can do it up to three hundred hours. I didn't do three hundred hours. Uh, <laughs> well, the I'm in the SDM this year, so I've heard, yeah, I've heard rumors about SDM drafts. Are you, are, you, are you in the SDM too? Did you, did you get promoted? Oh, I've got yeah. I've got, <laughs> I want to be the other. I don't know. I don't, I don't mentioned it. There's a video on the Instagram. Check it out. Instagram. Just that creme de la creme. Yeah, that's, so that's right, when and where, mate. Nice one. Okay, well, let's bring in two people who had very interesting drafts last year. Uh, first off, the man who laughed in the face of common sense and kicked status quo straight in the balls <laughs> by drafting <laughs> Alison in the first round. Jamie, what, what, what are your thoughts for this year's draft? I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to air them because, well, I obviously am, because otherwise it's going to make me a pretty poor guest. But I didn't know it was going to come out before Thursday. So all of my pearls of wisdom, I mean, I don't know how wide... Don't worry, I'll cut this bit and I'll put it out after Thursday. It's fine. Just say everything you're planning. Read us your watch list. I probably won't read my watch list. You don't have to read down like 1 to 11 your starting lineup for the first week. That's fine, but okay. So, One, strategy wise, I, I just mean my strategy because everybody's going to copy it. And I was pretty sure it didn't <laughs> snake around like you said it was going to last year, where if you were last the first time and you'd be first the next time, I was last every time. And <laughs> it was to the detriment you, of my you team. Weren't, you weren't, you weren't. I can promise you. I'm sure I was, Andy. You're, you're <laughs> concentrating on your own, but anyway, let, let's not dwell on that now. We'll, we'll see what Thursday brings. Um, I probably won't pick Allison again first. Um, although he, he was, <laughs> of course, of a season, a solid point scorer. Um, 
I think the biggest thing I probably learned was um, it's important to get a striker quite early just because there are so few of them in the game because I probably hadn't fully appreciated just how many people either class as a striker seem to be lumped in as a midfielder. Um, so I'll, I'll have a look at some of those first. I, I have got a fairly tasty watch list, but I suspect it's the same as everybody else has got. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good point. And I was all gonna... the best. But it's like the top trumps of watch yeah, lists. I guess what, one to 250, yeah? <laughs> it's a good point, Jamie, and I, I was going to talk about it in a, in a bit, but we could talk about it now. The strikers this year are, like, I know the, we said they were bad last year. It's worse this year. Like substantially worse. Even though they've put people back into forwards. Well, they only put two. I think they moved Bamiyang back, and he doesn't know where the goal is anymore. And you and <laughs> Sam Maximan, Newcastle scoring a goal. So, I, if you look at all of the strikers compared to last year, right, you can make an argument that every single one of them is going to be worse this year. Right, I'll just run through a few in no particular order. Harry Kane, right? He could end up going to City and playing less games. Who said that? Who said that? Ooh, oh, that, that, that new drop. Nice. <laughs> new season, new drops, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but you could make, make an argument. that I mean, that's the weakest one, but you could make an argument that if Kane goes to City, you'll play less games and therefore will score less points. You've got Patrick Bamford. He had a sterling season last year. You could make a, you could make a fairly strong argument that he's going to regress to the mean this year. Not I mean, he still might be decent, but you, 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 is he going to score 17 goals again? Yeah. Even, even I'm going to agree with that. Surely you can't do that again. Yeah. So Dominic, Dominic Calvert-Lewin started the season off last year really well, then faded. Is he going to be as good as he was last year? No, Everton are going to be dog shit. He, probably. West Ham had an incredible season last year. Mikel Antonio, are they going to be as good this year? Probably not. No, I Danny, think they will. I, I like West Ham again. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Danny Ings has gone to Villa. He's going to share time with Watkins. Jamie Vardy is getting far older and slower. Like, Cavani had a ridiculous time when he came in. Probably not going to be as good. Raul Jimenez is playing with a broken head. <laughs> <laughs> like, a good Watkins. Rest, what, what, Ollie Watkins is now sharing time with Danny Ings. Like, this just it goes on and on. Like, the strikers are just... It, I just don't know what to do with them. Well, now now Della's completely destroyed your, your strikers, Jamie. Where else are you going to draft? <laughs> I, I, I do need a striker because I, unless I'm missing a loophole, I can't just have a team of attacking midfielders. But, um, but yeah, um, I, th- I think that's probably key. I will I will be looking at those big point scoring midfielders again, um, the attacking minded, the one who are going to contribute goals and, and get assists because I do think that's where I was getting some of my points through last season because I did have the likes of Grealish and Foden who granted came stronger in the latter part of the year for Foden. I was expecting him to have played a bigger part through most of the season, but um, but yeah, and defense as we discussed earlier, Foden he's the, he was he was the highest points per minute, I think, maybe apart from Bale, but I don't have the stats on Bale. But he, he more he didn't play very much, but he got the when he more, did, he more got points point. per minute, yeah. Which, which was good. And I think I'll probably put less attention back on uh, back on the defence just because I, I don't know who's going to be defensively solid this year. I, I don't know where Liverpool are going to be at. I mean, fine, we've got Van Dijk back, which is which is going to be um, a big thing there. Um, I, I, think, I think Villa will be quite good. I'll probably have a look at Martinez maybe for goal um, if, uh, if I don't get Alisson early doors because I think um, <laughs> thing is a uh, Keeper, and I do think I'm will... not gonna I'm not gonna draft Dallas in the third round, but in the second round, <laughs> maybe. In the third, but um, um, people are gonna be watching for that. So somebody just out of spite will probably snap him up first round just so I can't. Um, it's, it's something I love in the draft is when that first person picks up a keeper. Suddenly the next like two or three picks are all keepers. Everyone's like, well, fuck that. I'll get involved. Yeah. <laughs> the draft, and I think the other thing which was a takeaway feature from last year is just how angry I got. So I probably won't go in the Google Hangout because I'll just end up like swearing abuse <laughs> at somebody. And like Collins in my league this year, and I don't think it'd be good for my career progression. <laughs> if he gets like my last player on the watch list and I start berating him with expletives, it's career limiting. So, but it was, it was just like, I could see my players whittling away 
with who I had on my list. And it's like, obviously, Garth, who was in front of me, isn't going to pick them. Oh, motherfucker. And then you're just left, like, scratching around. But uh, that, that's what got me Bamford in, though. And um, that, that worked out as a good strategy. But, um, yeah, he's kind of a known quantity now. So Yeah. No. Wow. It's inevitable. PDDD. You're, everyone's going to have it. <laughs> No, 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 no one wakes up on Friday morning and goes, yes. <laughs> I was, I was unlucky, and that's the one takeaway. I think it was shown in the first couple of weeks. Um, I had, I made some good selections, and I started off quite well, but um, certainly things, things did tail off a bit, and you have that enthusiasm as well. It's just like the first sort of month of fantasy. It's like you check in the newsletter every five minutes, like the punctuation, spelling, just because you got that much, you invested in it. And then after Christmas, we went into another lockdown and it's like my fantasy team was lousy and it's just like, oh God, this, this isn't making me feel any better about life. I'm just going <laughs> to decline all waivers and correspondence. I was left. I became a fancy hermit for about six months. <laughs> better things this year yeah okay well final question before i move on to barnaby um if you could what if you could pick any position to be drafting in what position would you be drafting in like one to eight one one oh see i don't i don't i would hate to be first no anyway sorry that was brilliant uh that's very in-depth um barney uh last year you very nearly had your wife uh start your draft for you uh, and then it looks like you're going to be your draft. Uh, yeah. What what is it? This is your sister's. Is not your sister. Is your daughter's boyfriend? Been, have you watched this? YouTube. Has he gotten them to the fold? He's actually. He knows more about football than me. He's going to do the draft for me. To be fair. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish I was joking, but I am not. We've just started uh, topping and hoovering our onions on Monday. Nice. Which basically means basically you, you lift them and then you put them on the ground and let them dry out a bit, the, the roots and the neck. And then because there's a bit of rain around, we'll probably we'll start lifting them on Thursday. Oh, is, is, is this a euphemism? I was, I was going to say, is that like... We will start harvesting our onions on Thursday. I'm not joking. I think Ooh, someone in the CDP, fair. someone in the Deliverse has got a direct line to my boss. And they can work out what they can do to try and F up my uh, my draft. But. I think so I it's can. another draft in VR. Then <laughs> well, no, I'll make sure that the VR isn't set up like it was last year. But I think, to be fair, it's a fairly small block of onions. I reckon I can I've got a new harvester. So I'll in time. <laughs> you have one of those moisture meters, like what Clarkson had, where you like yeah, go yeah, out yeah. and that's, that's all good. We have a. It's all that's really interesting. Like, it basically comes in through email. You can get how stressed the onions are, basically on how much the algorithm, how much rain they've had, etc. Yeah. My onions are well stressed. Well stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have a separate pod just the on CDP this. The CDP farming podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, well involved in that. <sighs> no, like CD pre- en- CDP right. Enterprises branched out. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy farming. <laughs> so beyond the actual ability to get to the draft. Yeah, that's that's, well, that's, that's, that's my first my first strategy is to turn up. Oh, I've got to be there. <laughs> get there. Uh, um, to have the hour unplugged and get there. And get there, definitely. I mean, last year was a bit of a blur, to be honest. Um I think I'm definitely struggling with a, a last season player attachment. Uh, I don't know if that's the same for everybody. Yeah, but, uh, it happens, man. It does happen. But yeah, just sort of trying to sort of see past the players I had and, and do you, well. You have to wash that away because it can really know, throw you. Season, yeah, yeah. I mean, it can like, really throw you because if you're looking at that player in the draft, you're like, oh yeah, I had him last year. It was great. It's, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. even people that you drafted. It's like that person that you picked up that's halfway why through I the season that yeah. did really, really, sure. really well for you. Definitely, and I changed a lot of my teams, so that definitely applies to me. And what I did last year was I looked at the sort of stats for the year before, particularly in defence, um, and obviously the end of the season before, um, Burnley and people um, had a lot of clean sheets, so I sort of went for some defenders, which I'd literally got rid of by game week six, seven, or whatever, or maybe even earlier, because yeah, you've got to look at it fresh, haven't you, each time. Um, I need to not pick lots of Norwich players. <laughs> It's an obvious one, but yeah, you need to. You're look not going to follow the Lukaku strategy then to try and get slide below. I mean, it points. sounds fun. 
Um, Bung and I were just joking around the other day. He said, I wonder what would happen if you picked the entire Norwich team just as a joke. But that sounds like a pretty decent strat to get. Well, yeah. no, it doesn't, does it? Because you're going to do belly after that. Um, I think you should get Harry Maguire just because he looks like he would make a good farmhand. He's sure. a big sort of industrial. <laughs> he would be able to Is that how I should my, base, base my team on? Who looks like they'd be best in it? Who league? would look good in a farmer's Who? field instead of like a football field? What a well done. I need to rearrange my order definitely, then I'm in trouble. That, that, that's basically Sean Dyche's recruitment policy. Don't want <laughs> and, and when you've got a podcast to do this year, Barney, well, that's it. Which footballer is a good podcast and which CDP managers are good farmers? Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's sorted. November. <laughs> CDP um, managers as farmers. I love it. That's a, that's a pod in its own there. I think, um, like you were saying, Andy, it's basically, it's really hard this year to sort of pick those you know, to actually say who those top eight players are who are those first yeah eight players on the box you don't know and then it's still really hard to pick the players that you know are definitely going to get game time yeah because it's, it's so unknown isn't it um probably i don't have any on one year but i imagine it's probably harder than ever isn't it um and then you've got a lot of transfers that have happened and that like you said that are going to happen um do you go for the the squad that you're pretty sure are going to get the game time? Do you gamble on someone like Sancho coming in who has done very well? Um, but It's two schools of thought. I'm, I've am i I've traditionally played it very safe and I try and yeah. go for people who play. So I, if you look at my average, and if you, it's borne out in my stats, like my highest score is not particularly high and my lowest score is not particularly low, but I basically score a good score every week. Yeah. But got consistency i've come second and, th- and third in the last two seasons by a point and the people who have beaten me have had loads of man city players one year yeah. and, and and loads of a cup someone else the, the other year you know so like mark last year who won the league he had like four or five city players most weeks yeah yeah so some weeks he got nothing some weeks he got loads so i mean yeah. i don't think there's a i don't think there's a like an answer to it it's just a like you say it's a gamble really I think I mean last season obviously it's different with us in the ODE. We're all sort of uh, obviously new to it, but my starting team is very different to what I finished with. Cause, and there were players available I managed mm-hmm. to pick up. Um, maybe that's not going to be easy easy in and in, in this league, but um, it's mad, you, mate. You, you just got to go with it, haven't you? Yeah. As, I mean, as, the, as the years go on and the people in the top league have got more and more like savvy proficient at doing this like yeah. everybody in the top league now has basically done five drafts yeah so you, you do these I'll, I'll come on to it in a bit we do these mocks and it's like this is not gonna be this easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah definitely i think uh, my problem was i went with werner last year obviously as a bit of a gamble based upon previous performance Ooh. and that didn't turn out <laughs> I mean, he wasn't absolutely horrendous, was he? But he didn't really. Pedro, that drop is so subtle. I love it. <laughs> oh. he, didn't, he didn't set the world alight, did he? So... No, well, that is the gamble. Players coming yeah. into the league. Some of them will kill it. Some of them won't. Yeah. I, I did I take think... Sancho as my first pick in my other draft the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that David James bought 10 farms in Malawi? <laughs> <laughs> This is, is this Googled. Is this in the back of your brain somewhere, Jamie? <laughs> and David Beckham owns a large farm in the Cotswolds. He's probably actually one of Jeremy Clarkson's neighbours. So I'm taking this farm you know, cast quite seriously. Do you know if James, David James's farm purchase was pre or post his bankruptcy? <laughs> Possibly. Like, was, was that his, like... See, I'm not sure what the Malawi farming industry is like. His, his well, business advisor said buy ten farms passion. in Malawi, and he's come back hmm. ten weeks later. And he's like, I'm bankrupt. It's like nothing grown. <laughs> have to go back to Hugo Boss. We, like, we six... should definitely save this for the farm cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's more or less set in stone, isn't it? The farm yeah. cast is happening. Um, Barney, before we move on again. If you could pick anywhere or any position to draft from, what position would you want to be? So last year I was right at the tail, so I got I got the full snake, which sounds wrong when I say it like that. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I quite enjoyed snake <laughs> getting that double pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. But uh, you know, I've got nothing to compare it to. I think like you, I'm not sure if I want to go first. Almost your first pick is almost decided for you, isn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know whether. 
I don't know. It's difficult, but yeah, it, it worked out all right for me last year being at the sort of the tail end, so I could get the double pick on the on the flip round. But um, yeah, I'll probably go for that again. Nice. All right. Sweet. Excellent. Well done. Thanks, Barney. Um, just just one more. Ooh, yeah. And this this <laughs> this is going to be awesome out of anyone. I'm just reading this list of um, footballing farmers. Another Englishman. And I'll read it verbatim. Another Englishman to the list is Steve Bruce. Who now manages England's yeah. Castle? Loves farming as well, and he turns to any opportunity to get on a tractor and turn the soil over. But have a Brucey. I could just see him in his big shirt, real dark forearm, real dark V in his chest. He pitched, he pitched the idea of Clarkson's farm first to Amazon, Brucey's farm, but they just like, they're like, cheers, Steve. We'll give you a call back, and then they like rang up Clarkson. <laughs> I said, Clarkson, we've just come up with a great idea for you. Steve Bruce, he's like fuming. It's like, should have patented it. <laughs> it doesn't work oh, out. We've already said Pedro could do some company in that uh, docking station that he's in over there. <laughs> Move it, Tudor. Uh, brilliant. Well, Rob, uh, much like Rude Hullet, you're a big fan of, of the uh, XG football. So uh, surely you're going all leech pitch for your draft this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep debating this. I, I've, I've written down don't draft leech players and do draft leech players. I crossed them both out. And I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah it's really... I, so my, my strategy comes down to I've basically got a short list of five players that I really want this season. And if they're there on the board in sort of rounds one to five, I'm taking them come what may. Um, I've got a list of players to avoid, um, which last season uh, in the BDR was renamed the Tammy Abraham policy because he went all the way to about the 12th round because no one wanted him. Um, so I've got a list of players that I definitely don't want because not that they're going to be bad players, but they're just going to drive me up the wall and it's going to affect my kind of wages. Last year, Rob did 300 hours of analysis. He had pages and pages. He's got a sort of defined draft. He had a baby two months ago, and now he's got five names on a page. <laughs> five players I'm drafting, about ten I'm not, um, and everything else. <laughs> just had a best available player that comes up next. Yeah. Did it's you a... did you really do all of that analysis, Rob? No, absolutely. Oh, I was going to say it's amazing. Someone like me does nothing. Won the league. Hey, you won the league last year. You won the league. Oh dear. Um, the other thing I'm wrestling with as a strategy is whether I write off entire clubs for the first two or three rounds. So I'm very tempted to abandon Man City for the first three rounds, as just in its entirety. If you abandon Man City for the first three rounds, you're abandoning Man City for the whole year because you won't pick up any other players. You can do it for smaller teams. I'm not sure you can do it with the massive ones. Old. Let's let's say that you've got the eighth pick, right? Which means you've then got the ninth. You're not then picking again till the end of the third. Most of it's gone anyway. Those first two picks are absolutely crucial to your team. You can't get them wrong. And I feel like drafting Sterling, who's then going to start, you know, 14 games only, is a road to ruin for your team. So I'm inclined to abandon Man City um, and most Chelsea midfielders because I just don't trust myself to get it right most Chelsea <laughs> players to be honest it's not only the midfielders it's going to be Lukaku Mount that's yeah it. yeah Mendy that's literally it yeah um yeah and I'm still wrestling with the whole Leeds thing there's a few I there's a couple I really fancy I I think Leeds players are going to be really overdrafted this season to your point earlier Andy around kind of like they do really well one season and kind of everyone piles in from you know I'm fully expecting Stuart Dallas to go in the fifth round or something daft um well he is ranked higher he's ranked much higher than he should be so yeah i shouldn't give away too much here but i'm not entirely convinced he's going to start the game this season to us so Leeds have got four short back from injury I'm not sure dallas will start every so yeah every game in the in center midfield but, um, yeah uh, the other one is looking at players who didn't do a whole lot last season who arrived for sort of decent money um in the premier league who's slow first season who i think are going to do quite well next season um, there's a couple of those on my list as well, but uh, yeah, essentially it's it, FPL draft rankings and who's up next. And if I remember to this list of five players I, I want, then I'll go for them. But 
you know what it's like, 120 seconds, it all goes out the window, doesn't it? And you just get consumed by total panic. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've then got Triple D at the end of the, uh, of the draft. P Triple D. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, brilliant. Thanks, Rob. That's kind of, it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what we expected. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I, I love sitting on the fence. It's great. <laughs> um, Della, this will be your. You can ask Rob where he wants. What picked him on? Oh yeah, shit. Sorry, Rob. Rob, if you could pick anywhere, any position to draft from one to eight, where are you going to be? Uh, I think middle around best, fourth or fifth would be ideal. Um, anywhere between third and sixth is fine with me. But yeah, gun to head, fifth. Nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm probably in the same ballpark as that. Anywhere between third and sixth. Spacing, I think. Yeah. yeah. I reckon the worst is second or seventh because you then line up who you're going to draft behind your other pick and then some fucker jumps in, drafts him, and you just steadily go insane for 14 rounds. So. It's <laughs> a fair point. Um, Della, this will be your fifth draft. Uh, are you doing anything differently this time compared to other times? Or what's what have you learned from previous drafts that you're going to not do in this draft? or? Um, I'm going to try and look at the first four or five game weeks a bit more than I normally do. Um, like if you look at if you look once we get into a normal week, you've got your play the number of players that you play in every game, regardless of who they are, is you know only probably three or four. <clears throat> and then you're rotating them around and you're trying to look at people who have got good games that week. But I've never done that for the draft. I just try and pick the best players on the board, so I'm going to try and do that a little bit more. Yeah, I guess something you do throughout the season when you're looking at your transfers or whatever, exactly. and you're yeah, looking exactly. what's coming next. So yeah, why shouldn't you apply that to the? Like last year, I, I signed. I think I drafted like Ryan Fraser from Newcastle because I thought he might have a good season. Um, but Newcastle's first five games were fucking horrible. I didn't. I didn't play him in any of them, and then I dropped him after like three weeks. Like, yeah, you know. Uh, so I'll try to do that more. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I'm going to just use this space to say things that I say every week, every year. Do a watch list. Do a watch list. Do a watch list. It doesn't matter if you think that you're going to be at the draft. Just copy over the players that you want. Leave out the ones that you don't. If your computer fucks up or whatever, or your internet goes, or you can't get on for whatever reason, you know, just just do a watch list even if you just transfer over 50 odd players in you know in the morning of the draft it just do you know do one um a warning i was doing a mock and i didn't know that this was a thing but i was doing a mock and i had the last pick in the mock and i was just watching it go and all of the people had gone idle so it was running out 90 seconds for every single pick right I didn't touch, I had the website open, but I didn't touch my mouse from my computer. And because I hadn't touched the mouse on my uh, computer for that long, it idled me before it got to my pick. <laughs> so just, just, it's not, it's, yeah, quite. It's not, a, it's not just if you miss a, because like we said, if you, if you miss a round and it goes all the way, it will auto pick you. And then the next round, it thinks you're not there. So it just auto picks you automatically. There is a button at the top that says I'm back, but just keep your computer moving, keep your mouse ticking over, keep, keep the screen going a bit because it, you, you, that first round, everyone's probably going to use most of their time up. Um, and then in preceding rounds, as things get difficult, people are going to use two minutes. So just make sure you, you're moving your mouse and you're keeping your screen active. Otherwise, it will kick you. Um, I think defenders might regress to the mean a bit this year. That's just my gut feel. Last year, they, as a player group, overachieved. So I, I think defenders will, might regress to the mean a little bit. And uh, yeah, the other thing is I've just done loads of mocks and you come out of it going, fucking hell, that is such a good team. Look at that team. Oh, man. <laughs> I've done like 10. And it every single one, you come out like, oh, the hell have I drafted? Look at that. And then, and it, but you realise as you go through them all, like you get, it's like people are just picking from the, the auto list because they're not actually in the mock. And the auto list is in such a retarded like, order. That people are picking Martial and then they're picking, you know, hey. So do some mocks, but don't get too hung up on them. 
Um, nice. Yeah, have, you know, it's it's. What I was saying about earlier with don't get hung up on players that you had from last year because if you see that player go, it can throw you. So just like wash it all off and just try and pick you. Um, just try and. Thankfully, that's not an issue for me. I'm not hung up on Eddie Nketiah or anything. But um, I'm, I am in awe of your strategy, though, Andy, looking five games out to try and determine your team. And this is what sets you and me apart, clearly, and the level of haphazardness that goes with my, my fantasy pick. Not, uh, not the three divisions between us. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's always that. But on, on my day, I thought... But yeah, I could go toe to toe with anyone in the CDP, but I can see the level of detail you put into the planning behind this. Watch this, but it is like one to fifty of like the top ranked players in there, and I'm just going to hopefully get some pot luck. Yeah, but but, but Jamie, you've like got him as well, right? The, the kind of Andy puts all this planning into his draft, and then he's not got a single drafted player on his team by about week ten because he's papers <laughs> all the time. So. I, pre- yeah. I, re- I truly believe it's about nailing those first three or four. Yeah. If you can nail your first three or four picks, after that, you're kind of in a flow. It sort of doesn't matter as much. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't freeze yourself out of any position. Don't, you know, all that stuff. If that, and, and then a late round flyer on, you know, Bamford or Calvert Lewin or someone who comes good every year and that bit of luck need. Yeah. The, 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 the rest of it's waivers. Yeah. So, Jamie, you're saying that if somebody else picks Allison first round, it's not going to throw you at all? No, and to be fair, because I came because I came seventh or eighth, I think, in the draft last year, I, I certainly wasn't like first or second, like people may have made out. I, I do think I panicked, and I thought the, the good goalies are going to go, and it's like, well, that's <laughs> really an important position. But um, that whole thing about who's going to be the wild card this year, it's... Um, that is, it's always a real unknown. Just Rob, who's going to be the wild card this year? One name. Ivan Tony. Yeah. Is he? He's going to go in the fifth round. Is that a wild card? Don't I don't know. know. I would probably say the same thing there. So. Yeah. That's the easy. That's the easy money in it. Timu yeah. Pukki. <laughs> but but like look at the look, look at those first, first, first four or five games. Norwich are horrendous. Tudor's doing the Pukki dance for him. That's the Pukki girl. It's a Pukki party. It's way better than the party party. It's not. It's it's Tim Opuki. You have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Opuki. <laughs> yeah. It's an Irish fungal last week. Tim Opuki. Tim Opuki. He's related to that to that Man City player Bernardo Silva as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to ask me a question, Tudor, or should I just answer it? Uh, Della, if you could pick anywhere in the draft, where do you want? To be picking from one to eight. Perfect. Three. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say, Rob. I think anywhere in that third to sixth region, you, you, you've got. I bit... reckon. I reckon if you're outside the top four this year, you're going. I reckon there's a serious step down. I, there's only three or four players this year that I would put money on scoring big points. Yeah. I, 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 I reckon if you're outside the if you're outside that, you're taking two decent players rather than a really good player and a decent player. But I think I think in my other draft I was fifth and it did feel like the the top sort of three or four, the top sort of three players went and then or four and you're like I don't really know who to get now. Yeah. That's, that's why I went Sancho. I was like fuck yeah. it. Roll the dice. Yeah. yeah. Well no, it's like Rob's Rob's right. If you're second or seventh it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Because you've got ages between your second pick and your next pick. And you've got two players between. So, like, if you're if you're seventh, you're like, I'll take him, uh, and then and then when it comes around to me, there's only two, there's only three picks away. I'll, I'll take him, and then both the people on the next on your list go in the next two yeah. picks because that person takes both of them. It's horrible. I was seventh last year as worst spot, definitely. Didn't it wasn't Kennedy eighth? Kennedy was eighth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brilliant! Oh, look, it's gonna be it's this it's the best bit of the year. So, um, look forward to it. It's Indeed. gonna be great. Indeed. Well, that wraps up the pre-draft pod, and we we'll look forward to hearing all about your post-draft depression disorder on the Friday morning in the <laughs> chat. Um, so I'll pass my thanks on to Rob. Thank you very much.
Barney. Cheers, guys. I'm going to start writing the uh, farm cast now. Yeah, good luck with your onions. Ready for November. Amazing. Uh, thanks for Give gaming. Me sweet corn, Barney. Oh, sweet corn. Do we do sweet corn? No, we don't. Okay. Oh, sorry, mate. I don't like onions. I'm allergic. Uh, carrots, parsnips, beetroot. I do like carrots and parsnips. Yeah, beetroot, less so. We'll talk offline. We're we're in the same league this year. We'll talk offline. I'll put in like a produce order or something. Okay, mate. No worries. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this the the, the, the winning prize for the the BDR this season? Like 20 kilos of onions? 20 tonnes. 20 (laughs) tonnes. You're going to do a lovely veg hamper. Only dealing trailers. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Come outside. Where'd you want it? Twenty times in your driveway. He's <laughs> just got the world's largest lorry pouring onions for twenty minutes. Thanks to Jamie. Yeah, no, my, my pleasure. Glad I could bring something. <laughs> uh, thank you to our Commissioner Della. Draft boys. Draft boys. And somewhere out there, thank you to the Pedgecast. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck in your draft, chaps. That's the end of the bucket. <laughs>